Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and I have this great responsibility to bring you uh, the best guests from around the world, uh, app entrepreneurs who are there building apps, putting them on the app store, launching them, and it, just trying to figure out this whole world so that I can help you launch your apps and become a, a successful app entrepreneur. And uh, to do this today, I have a great guest and he's got a mission and this mission is to get real because if you think about social media, it's all digital, it's all messaging. Uh, I've got a, it's a wonderful concept behind this app. It's called getreal.ly and if you go to that website or go to theappguy.co and search for episode 293, uh, just download the app, have a play around with it. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, let me introduce the creator of this, the founder. It's just one guy. It's uh, Arno uh, Munir, uh, and he is um, behind getreal.ly. So um, welcome to the App Guy podcast, Arno. Thank you, Paul. I'm glad to be here. And, Thank you so much. Well, let's, tell us about the, the app, because I just love the sound of it. But for all those people who have yet to download it, t tell us what it does. So Get Real uh, almost started as a social experiment, and, and I think it kind of still is at this point. Um, the idea is, um, is all around like how much time we spend texting. By texting, I mean like messaging in general, like emailing, um, tweets on Twitter, like posts on Facebook. And, and I feel like that constant texting um, is kind of destroying our ability to effectively communicate with each other. And I had this idea like with a bunch of friends, which was... What if instead of browsing profiles, chatting, scheduling, and so on, you could instantly see who's around and start a face-to-face -face conversation? And so that's what Get Real is. It's a way to meet people in person first, not online first. Try and take us back to that point in time where you're uh, sitting around with your friends and you have this moment where you realize you need to do this. What, what, was, uh, what, what was that like? So let's see, it was pretty much when I moved to New York uh, late last year. I just left Twitter after four years there, uh, moved from California to New York. I land here, I'm trying to get a job. And, um, and well, it involved a lot of messaging, a lot of emails, like, you know, scheduling, boring stuff, pretty much like, oh, are you free 2 p.m.? No, can you do 2.30? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so I ended up like meeting those people, like, and connecting with the tech community here in New York. And um, in particular with two of them, at one point I was like, well, that's, that sucks. Like it, it takes so much time. And, and at the end of the day, you never know like if it's going to go well, you know, between two people like or between you and a company before actually like sitting face to face and, and talking about it right in person. And so I was like, it would be cool if, you know, when I'm hanging out in Union Square and the Flatiron, which are typically, you know, the, where like most tech people are in New York. Um, I thought it would be pretty cool if I could just like have a chat with that guy right here with his MacBook. He's definitely in tech. Maybe he's hiring or maybe. And so, and so I thought I'm going to try to do something uh, about it. I'm going to try to, to make an app that, that does that. And that's, that's pretty much how get real started. That is so inspiring because uh, it, it just shows you that anywhere uh, an idea can come to you and, uh, it was just the fact that you were working at Twitter then. Did you, did you leave to pursue this idea? Tell, tell us about that part of your journey. Not, not entirely. I guess <laughs> the, the brutal, honest answer is my wife was done with San Francisco. <laughs> right, okay. To her credit, I mean, she's been following me on the West Coast. We come from Paris originally. 
And we moved in 2010 and it's been a, an awesome experience really like spending four years there. And, and even back there, actually, um, like I've been hiring uh, quite a lot of people for Twitter. Like we went from 150-ish employees to about 3,000, I guess, today. Um, so it involved a lot of hiring. And, and, and I think I would have loved to use like a tool like Get Real. Uh, when I was at Twitter, um, you know, like in San Francisco, it's, it's pretty amazing. Why like, you throw a rock and, and you, you hit an engineer, right? Like they're all, all around you. And, <laughs> and, and it's true. It's true. It's, it's kind of surreal. And we're not, uh, we're not promoting the fact we're throwing rocks at engineers, by the way, but uh, you can no, try that. You can try that. <laughs> but I guess the point I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make is you could be at a bar, you could be at a conference, you could be anywhere and, and you're going to be circled by engineers, people that potentially would like to work with you, like on a project and an idea and, and like existing like social networking tools. Um, they're great, but they don't really solve that particular use case, right? Like, of, well, I have five or 10 minutes, you know, to kill right now. And, and you know, maybe that person is, is a great hire, a great potential hire. And, um, and so I guess I, I wish I had that tool back at Twitter when I was hiring. Yeah, I would love to talk a little bit because it's important to me and, and part of my journey is that I went from an organization uh, that went from, uh, t- about 10 people when I joined uh, in the London office, they were quite big in the US, but they had a small London office to uh, hundreds of people. And you're saying that whilst at Twitter, it went from 150 to something like 3000. And uh, I mean, a lot of people listening to this show uh, get inspired by the whole startup ethos. What changed in your mind when all these people started coming into the organization and, and it went from a smaller operation to something much much larger i think twitter did a great job like keeping it you know sticking to its core values we actually have and i mean i'm saying have like if i was still working there but like like core values that people actually um care about and i I think they made a great job like giving like how can i say Uh, sticking to them right I, i can't find a better word in english i'm sorry and and then the company obviously changed. It changed a lot, like um, like not only like in terms of uh, you know the the number of people it reached, but uh, like how it was organized and, and and everything. So I mean, I I liked it really. Like you'll hear people saying like, well, it's not like like it was in the past or whatever. I, I wish I could go back at the time where we were on on South Park or whatever. Uh, I really enjoyed the ride. It's been different responsibilities, different uh, different challenges, obviously. Uh, do, but do, I really do you feel it. like, Arno, do you feel like you, you'll never get an opportunity like that before uh, again? Because you must have just been like in the right place at the right time and just seen this tremendous growth. I mean, that is phenomenal growth. And, you know, you were right there in the thick of it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very grateful. And I, I, I'm fully aware, like, I've been extremely lucky to be, as you said, uh, at the right time, at the right place. And um, I still think there will be other companies like that. And, you know, you go from 150 to 3,000, like going from two to 100 is also quite quite a trip. I mean, <laughs> you go through a variety of things and you're starting to realize that, well, it kind of worked when we were 10 in the same room, setting goals and writing them on a whiteboard. Now we need to think about OKRs, KPIs, all kind of stuff. So, um, I mean, there are like a bunch of opportunities. It's so exciting, like nowadays, like like the industry we're in. 
um, like I'm looking in New York, like it, it's it's phenomenal, like the, the amount of, of people like putting things together and, and, and growing like crazy. So I think it might happen again, maybe not in that order of magnitude. There is not a Twitter every year for sure, like maybe every, every 10 years. But I hope, I, at least I hope it will happen again to me. Yeah, and it must be hard as well, because what are your expectations for Get Real? I mean, maybe we could use your metaphor of getting real, because you've been in this company that has had this tremendous growth and everybody is pretty much on Twitter or using it. You know, there's, the traction behind Twitter is is amazing. Uh, the, the viral growth of it has been one of the fastest growing of all time. And, and then now you're starting up on your own, I guess, in, with this project. Do you, do you um, find it challenging to, to, I mean, tell us about your expectations for growth of Get Real. Well, to be perfectly frank, like, of course, I, I, I wish the best. And I'm like, I'm like living in that unicorn world, you know, where, yeah, it's going to be massive. Everybody's going to use it. But I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, like to connect back with reality. And at this point, it really is a, a social experiment. Like, see if people can actually enjoy connecting face to face first, uh, see if they find value into this and in which cases, how, and, and so on. So um, I get a lot of data uh, right now, like following the launch, like we had about like 2000 subscriptions r- roughly, which is, which is, I'm very happy about. Um, so I'm, I'm going to focus, keep focusing on, on the product, making, making it as, as perfect as possible, you know, and, um, and then see, see where it goes. Um, is it going to be like really useful for social networking as I think it will be? Is it more going to be useful at events? Is it more going to be about like hanging out with friends? I don't have any answer to those questions. And I tend to believe in data. I'm collecting data right now, like engagement and so on. And uh, so the next few weeks are going to be extremely exciting. And do you feel like this is something that you want to uh create a regular income so that you can support yourself uh, is this just a side project you, you know t- tell us how you're su- going to support yourself yeah my hope is it is it turns into um, a company and and then i start like forming a team around it uh, that's that's what i hope but before going that direction before raising money and all of this um i i want to get like some concrete numbers that tell me Yes, that is a great idea. People are loving it. It's actually like solving an existing problem. And it's not only my personal problem or something we made up with, with friends. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and what I'm learning from you here, Arna, what's very inspiring is that uh, a lot of people have ideas and think they can go out and pitch those to investors before they've done any kind of minimum viable product or got any data behind them. And what seems like a very sensible strategy that you're going through is that you're getting the numbers, getting the story, figuring what people uh, want, trying to identify the features that are going to be really compelling. And then you'll have a really good user case to put towards investors. Exactly. No, that's exactly the approach I'm taking. Um, like the opposite approach, I guess I took with uh, Toaster, which was the, the previous startup I, I created back in France. Like I want to first build the product. It doesn't have to be like, when I say perfect, I mean, it has to be, like a minimum viable product that is perfect not the complete thing like there's no way i could get there uh, alone but it has to be good enough to to collect all that data that that is going hopefully to prove me that yes it's the right direction 
And I should like my my perfect persona is the entrepreneur, you know, like looking to hire for his startup or is, you know what I mean, like trying to to get as much data as possible before raising money, before pitching the story, as you said, and, and forming a team around it. Well, that's incredibly exciting. And uh, anyone who is uh, really l- listening to this, you should be downloading this app. Go to theappguy.co and search for episode uh, 293 with Arno and you'll uh, see a link to the app there and you can download it. It's called Get Real. Uh, now, there's two things we like to do, Arno, on this show uh, that to try and help folk. Uh, one is uh, we like to try and figure out uh, an idea uh, because you've already got an awesome idea and not everyone listening to this has a, a good idea. And I just wondered, as an entrepreneur yourself, as someone who's all, always in this tech community, loads of ideas around you, do you have any other ideas that you think we could just have a chat about and flesh out? Any other ideas for an app? I'm seeing a lot of messaging apps, you know, like, and we've all seen them. The news have been covering those stories extensively. I think the, the WhatsApp, the Snapchat, the all of this. And and my gut tells me, like, at some points, people are, might saturate with it. And, you know, always, like, messaging, messaging, messaging. So, so Get Real is an attempt, you know, on uh, trying to find the next, you know, thing, um, and you know, that, that, that might emerge. So I would probably dig in that area. But that's obviously biased, <laughs> I guess, because I'm creating this. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm actually thinking if we can extend your concept, your ethos behind uh, – meeting in person and it could be for those social occasions when you're in new york and you're surrounded by the tech community but also there's a lot of other communities out there that i'm guessing would be very uh, valuable i mean obviously dating and you know having some kind of uh, that that's how dating used to be um you know a long time ago where you would have a blind date and you wouldn't have any kind of messaging before you met them yeah, and, and I mean, absolutely, I agree. It was like just like five to ten years ago, like we were not like communicating the same way, and and we tend to forget that. And and uh, it's true in dating. It's true in in hanging out with friends. It's true to to find a job. I guess we always send resume and so on, you know, like in a traditional way. But yes, I, I think there is a there is something to do here. Um, the Apple Watch is obviously super exciting as well. It's a brand new device. Um, it's unclear to me the kind of apps that will really make a difference there. Like um, notifications are, are working beautifully on on that device for sure. I don't know what what, what could come that would like blow up, blow our mind. Uh, and- well, I mean, obviously for you, I mean, the most compelling thing will be directions because I think it might actually direct you through. Uh- uh, voice uh, and and so you know you could integrate that with get real and uh, and then have the location uh, and then be guided by your apple watch yeah yeah and, and i think actually get real is, is um and i need to do a better job on, on the watch itself i just received mine I, I could not like i didn't have a watch to to test the app on so i had to rely on the simulator like pretty much all developers around and uh, I think it's um, it's perfectly suited for the Apple Watch because you measure like interactions in, in seconds on, on the watch to compare with minutes on, on an iPhone or an iPad and get real like you cannot text. It's really like who's around? Yes, no. OK, move on. So, yeah, I, I think uh, it can be a, a very exciting app on, on the watch, um, just like any other kind of app in, in that vein. 
And, and it's hard for me to, to come with an idea right now. Yeah, that, that is good. That's given people food for thought right there now, because <laughs> what you're doing is you're flipping everything on its head in a way. Um, we're, uh, you know, taking this uh, constant look at communication and the way the fact that we're messaging uh, and suggesting a new way of communicating, which is actually meeting up in person face to face and having a good old chat. And yeah. uh, <laughs> that yeah. seems kind of alien i guess but uh it's good uh so there's yeah. one other thing arno which is that uh, we would love to know what's on your smartphone what what have you got um that is one or two good apps that you perhaps could recommend to us i mean this is a show about apps after all and i wondered if you could let us know maybe uh, one or two apps that you feel like we probably wouldn't have come across before oh it's going to be challenging <laughs> yeah well what's on your phone you know tell us uh, <laughs> Well, there's Twitter, obviously, that, you know, I got to have that app. Um, I installed Slack pretty recently. I'm sure you, you heard about it. Yeah, um, I've had that quite mentioned quite a lot recently, actually. So yeah, yeah, it has, um, it's a beautiful app. I've been using it a lot. Yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. Um, like, I'm, I'm using it, actually, like, pretty, pretty regularly. Uh, it's been a great acquisition, I guess. Um, what else? Uh, well... I guess, yeah, it's, I'm actually looking for a great mail app, you know, like, I don't know if you could recommend one okay, for me. Okay, yeah, I'm the app guy, <laughs> listen to me. So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I've always used Mailbox since it first came out, and I love me ma- too, actually. Mailbox. Yeah, 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 okay, well, I guess I'm using the right one then. Um, what else? No, I think I think that's about it. Yeah, and, and just to uh, test you then, is... is um get real on your home screen is it uh there like in of course it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's on my watch it's on my ipad my iphone it's everywhere and how many people have you met then through the uh the app have you been actually testing this out yourself by going to meet people oh about a dozen actually my wife also has been has been meeting some people it's I, been, I, it's been you, pretty you guys are cool with this are you <laughs> oh yeah yeah no but it's it's been great. I mean, once you cross the line and like, okay, it's actually not that awkward to meet someone face to face first, you know, because a lot of people I'm, I'm telling the app about are like, oh my God, you cannot text, but oh, what if it's a serial killer or something, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. well, that person is right next to you, like two minutes from you. You have like five contacts in common on LinkedIn, including Bob and Bill. I'm making that up, you know, but like, no, it's not a serial killer. Like you should try to meet that person. You'll see it's, it's a, Two or five minutes. You don't set high expectations like you would by sending an email, scheduling something. Like it's casual. It's really casual. It's it's just let's talk a bit. And yeah, I, uh, I do feel like there's a, a, a slight line here where, uh, where you're crossing in a way because you are um, rand sort of meeting up face to face and and I think successful apps are always sort of testing the boundaries in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I do feel like uh, uh, you're right. There may be like some sort of negative reaction initially of the thought of of meeting up, but then I'll tell you, um, like for example, Periscope, is, you know, just come out with Meerkat, and I've been using a uh, uh, the uh, the app Hangwith, which has been doing that for about a year, and and the thought of going into somebody's life instantly streaming live was alien to me when it first started but now it seems quite common to just go and tap in into someone's life who's actually streaming it live and you're not quite sure what you're going to get 
Um, so, yeah, I think all those apps, I mean, obviously they're doing very well, aren't they? Periscope and, and uh, Meerkat. Meerkat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I know. Like it's, um, it's anyway, it's on, on, on my side and with my wife and I guess the, the few friends around that are using it. Uh, it's been it's been pretty awesome. And and I guess, yeah, again, the fact that you do not set high expectations for a meeting has been like really helpful. Like the way the conversation starts has typically been, oh, how do you know Nico or whatever? Oh, my God, you guys work here or whatever. And, and you know, and it goes on. It's like five to ten minutes, something like that. If I compare it to like regular meetings, then I would schedule like the classic way, like using Google Calendar or whatever. It, it's not the same. I, I typically arrive like way more stressed, uh, you know, paradoxically. <laughs> oh, no, I've got a really good recommendation for the listeners right now. They should be downloading this and using it uh, for testing their own apps because you can meet with people and you take your phone along. They've obviously got a phone because they're meeting you through your app. And then you ask them to do live feedback on your app uh, that you've built. So what what a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so Arno, this has been terrific. Honestly, very, very inspiring. The fact that you were at Twitter, you've watched it grow from 150 to 3,000 plus. The fact that you're living in New York, you're surrounded by tech um, enthusiasts and entrepreneurs, and that you've developed this wonderful um, kind of app that is is pushing the boundaries and, and is getting people meeting each other again. And you're you're t- constantly testing it in in the really uh, engaging with it so uh, i'm very tempted to get you on my other show the app store uh, launch stories podcast so we can go through your launch but for the meantime uh, uh i'm just going to ask you how we best connect with you how we best reach out to you oh like in person obviously if you're in new york please ping me on get real <laughs> uh then twitter twitter is a great way to to reach me i'm at rno like arno uh an email arno a-r-n-a-u-d at getreal.ly great okay and i'll make sure i'll put those on the show notes as well uh, arno thank you very much for a great episode all the best with uh, get real and uh, when you have reached your 3000 uh, people uh, that you've employed for your company get real then uh, we'd like to have <laughs> you back absolutely <laughs> <laughs> great Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you. To all the Mono listeners, you can get access to the five biggest lessons that I've learned from several hundred interviews with app founders, with startup companies, and with CEOs, millionaires, lots of uh, different people that I've uh, learned these great lessons, five big takeaways uh, from my podcast series. Uh, to get access, uh, just go to theappguy.co, uh, put in this link, uh, theappguy.co forward slash five hyphen biggest hyphen lessons uh, that's five the number five hyphen biggest hyphen lessons and uh, you'll get to see uh, the uh, lessons and if you have trouble there just uh, get in touch with me through the contact form thanks very much for listening